Welcome to the latest episode of Platform. Today's guest is the mighty John Bellino. This is your brain on drugs. John Bellino is one of my favorite skaters of all time. Top 10, possibly even top 5. He is up there with people like Brosco, Jeff Stockwell, Eric Bailey, in my eyes. Just love watching him skate. He's had so many sections that I've watched over and over again, like his Create Originals part, The Truth 2, Too Much Love, Haitian sections, Shredweiser sections, SSM sections. God, what else? Pariah. Um, John was just, yeah, so enjoyable to watch, so inspiring, had all the elements that I loved, just technical, clever, looked unique, had a great eye for spots, and he was not afraid to go big as well. But yeah, things didn't really work out with for him with sponsors-wise. Like He kind of jumped around. He was on a lot of different book companies. He was on Deshi, Razors, NIM, SSM, USD. And he just got really unlucky and he was doing everything right. He was putting out all the brilliant sections. He was winning comps like NYC Invite, Bitter Cold and numerous others. But he just kind of got incredibly unlucky. And when things ended with SSM, he kind of just disappeared for a few years. He was playing with a band and I don't know if he was skating at all or he just wasn't skating as much. But during lockdown, he came back with a vengeance. He had a VOD out in 2020. Then he had a follow-up section called Roll It. And he was riding on them. I think he was getting hooked up with free skates for a little while. And then Mesmer started. Billy O'Neill started Mesmer. They brought out Mesmer Rising, their phenomenal debut video. And John Bellino's footage in it was just wild. There were so many elements of just his previous skating that I already loved. He'd introduced new things that he seemed to take influence from other skaters like Don Bruce and stuff like that, just doing heel rolls and toe rolls and clever little things on smaller obstacles. And it just made him so much more relevant in today's climate of rollerblading. And then he also had other stuff out with Too Easy, with LTC. He was popping up in Sunday brunch videos. So John Bellino is back. He is competing. He's releasing parts. I love it. He's had one of the best comebacks in rollerblading history, and it's brilliant to see. So, yeah, I can't wait to talk to him about all of that and a few naughty stories that I know about him from over the years. And... Yeah, just catch up. Last time I interviewed John was just after he'd won Bitter Cold Showdown, so a lot has happened since then. He was supposed to come on the podcast last year or the year before, but he stood me up. Naughty John John. Um, so yeah, I'll wind him up about that and can't wait to talk to him. Before that though, cue the music. I need I need headphones, right? It's probably better if I have headphones, uh, right? You sound you sound fine as you are, unless you can have them if you want them. It doesn't matter. Oh, really? I <clears throat> I prefer not for yeah, sure. No, crack on. Um, I, I, I genuinely <laughs> thought you were going to stand me up again there, like like a year and a half ago or whenever it was when <laughs> I I didn't mean to stand you up. See, stand standing anybody up, I never mean to do any of that. If you got to know me, if you knew me, it's just more of like, 
there's always shit going on. Or like, I remember when we were talking, I remember I was like, wait, I just did an interview with somebody. Like I'm going to be saying the same shit that I just said. Like, let's do, let's make it more of a, a reason to talk, you know, <clears throat> something going on. Um, yeah. But now it's been a year and fuck dude, a lot's gone on. A lot has gone on, and I've realized it's been, it must have been a decade since the last time I interviewed you because the last time we spoke, you just won Better Cold. Oh my God. That was that long. Are we, go are we going right now? Uh, yeah. This is, there's no, there's no oh. prep. I don't, I don't let anyone get comfortable. We go. Oh, we no, go no, no, no. I, I get that. I get that. I was just wondering, are we, we're going though, right? Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay, cool. Um, um, yeah, last time I spoke to you, you'd won Better Cold. You gave the money to your mum because she needed it for some reason. And then everything just went to shit with SSM, basically. And then you disappeared for a couple of years. Then you come back. We'll get into all that in a minute. But yeah, first off, how's the hand? The hand is doing a lot better. Um it's weird. Like, you know, when, uh, they gave me a splint when I broke my, when I broke it, I only broke my third metacarpal, but they gave me a splint and, um, it was like squeezing my hand. It's funny how like some, I heard somebody say like when I was in Florida, I think like the more, the more you use your hand, the more you like pin it up and like act like it's like, Oh my God, this fragile thing, the longer it takes, I think, injuries to heal when you let, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not a doctor, but at the same time, the second I let, I let the splint on, I, I kept the splint on for like a week and it was just hurting really right. bad, super swollen. Cause it was like squeezing on it. It had like, a, um, it had these straps that like, you know, the straps, like, it's not like a cast when a cast, like it stiffens up and then your hand is, you know, kind of relieved from the pressure of the, the cast. Yeah. Um, but with a, with a, with a, um, with the splint, it was just the elastic was keeping the pressure going on and, uh, it was making it swollen and really, um, irritated. So I took like, I took like, um, just the general concept of keeping my fingers straight, taping my two fingers together like that. So that it'll keep the hand, the metacarpal bone straight. Um, so I just started doing, I took that, I, I just started taping my fingers and uh, it's been a lot better now. Um, it's still only been two weeks, but it doesn't look swollen, right? Uh, I would say kind it looks bigger, yeah. I I still can't bend my middle finger, but whatever. Okay, that yeah, it's doing better though. That's okay. doing better. So how so you were at the Frankie Morales invite? You were I saw some like I saw some footage from the event. It looked like you were skating well during the day. So what happened? I, um, I have this problem where like, I've had it my whole life, like bitter colds from when I was 13 till now I get like this thing where like when my socks get wet and like, I know a lot of people are like, Oh, just bring in, bring another pair of socks or something. But like when I take my skates off, when I get warmed up and I, and, 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 and I like to skate all day, usually, you know? Um, usually it's never been a problem my whole life, but like now, like I'm 32 and, uh, maybe I should start working on my stamina because, uh, I, I got, I, I was skating all, I skated all day. Maybe, maybe, um, I could have just like 
kept my skates on, but just relaxed a little bit. I, I ended up just, I was just skating all day, kind of being stupid, not thinking about the finals. I also didn't really know if I wanted to, you know, competitions, uh, you've skated competitions before, right? Very poorly. Yes. Yeah. Some days you're like, I'm fucking going for this. And some other days you're like, I'm just here for fun. I kind of like, I want to compete. Yeah. Like I paid to compete. So like, I want to, I want to compete, but I, but I don't want to kill myself. I kind of just want to show face and, and, and do my tricks, you know, like that was one of those days, except I kept getting told by every single person, you're going to win this. You're going to take this, like the shit you're doing already. And broomski hasn't really put on his skates yet. I mean, he was skating around. He was doing some shit like right away. He did some shit on the rainbow. Um, and I was just yeah. like seeing him skate I, that compared to seeing other people skate that other people looked yeah. like they were struggling and he was he when was we first dancing started across that we, thing when we first started skating it he hadn't bust out all those fucking moves yet so me and him were me and him uh me and him and there were a couple other you know like th there was a couple other people like hitting it uh um in earlier in the day but like when we were hitting it it was like oh yeah we got this you know like we you know I, I did, uh, I did a trick on it. Like other homies were doing tricks on it, but basic tricks. And then, um, you know, I was kind of like, okay, cool. Save this for the finals. You know, uh, I didn't expect it to become a bitter cold competition on it, but, um, cause like usually comps lately have been skate the whole park. Don't fall do, uh, you know, like show that you're a well-rounded skater, not just, I'm going to, I can, I can skate this, this thing and this yeah. thing only, you know? Uh, so I did that. I did a little bit of that. I did the classic fucking thing that I always do where I fucking jump out of the park. Um, I was like fakey threeing outside the park. I run out of shit with ramps. So I'm just like, fuck it. I'm just going to launch out, out of, jump out of here somehow. And uh, then I, I noticed, damn, dude, I got, it's everybody just started lining up for that box. So I was winded from the whole day of skating and blah, blah, blah. Also, I suck. And I was doing, I was doing topsole back, backslide to topsole, something I did in the early, right when I showed up, I did that. And my topsole foot missed. I slipped out, started barreling towards the ground. There was a quarter pipe. If you've seen the setup, if you fall in between this rainbow box, it's just all death. Yeah. There's like no way you can, you can jump and land on your feet, but if you're not landing on your feet, it's a, you're fucked. Like, um, so like I kind of, got to the quarter pipe at least and when i started falling like face first i went to go save myself on the coping and like bent my you know it was there and then gone because co you know the coping corner my hand went bloop and then buckled like it like broke it on the on the coping and then buckled and then i just slid down the ramp and it was a it was a day it was a um it was a done day at work i was done yeah yeah sounds like is that the same side as what you broke your wrist on was it last year that you broke your wrist or the year before uh, i broke this right hand last year i broke my left wrist um but i've always had a problem growing up skating breaking my left wrist or right. both wrists one time i broke both wrists i was like this you know i was like Ooh. i didn't get a cast on this one but it was broken and i got a cast on this one and i think the doctor didn't put two casts on because he knew like Bro, you going? You're going into you're going in the middle school with 
to, you know, it's like high school, middle school, you know, all, like kids are fucking relentless. Yeah. If I would have walked in with two casts, people would have been like, yo, were you beating off with both hands and broke your, like, what are you, what are you doing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. Grim. I mean, also there needs to be an element of learn your lesson. Cause I broke my arm pretty bad once I snapped it in two places and now it doesn't straighten. And now whenever I take the bail, I just take it in my leg and everyone's like, why don't you put your arm out? And I was like, no, no. Last time I did that. <laughs> I, I just, don't do that though don't do that you got what you got to do is if you have an injury you got to like just try to like if it's your arm start doing push-ups sit-ups until you feel 100 percent so that you can fall on it again like um whenever oh, i that's, get that's never happening i've got the i've got the chris really? edwards i've got the chris edwards uh uh who else has it adam johnson has it that's as straight as it goes that's not that's not saving anything oh i feel you i feel you yeah yeah, yeah. i can't i can't bend back my left wrist like anything yeah. more than that like so yeah like your your body does it's not capable of being the way it was before the injury but um you can usually get it if you really really if you're really strict you can get it back yeah. um but me and people like me and you i'm sure we were like hey why are we gonna do some why are we gonna sit here while while i'm on the couch and do physical therapy when i could just smoke a spliff and watch netflix um, speak for yourself um <laughs> ah, i love it people don't speak for themselves anymore they speak for everybody else that's that's, that's true um so aside from breaking yourself off you have been productive since you came back so like during lockdown you obviously brought out the vod with casey garrity and then you had roll it as well am i right in thinking it was casey and john like that got you back into bladen like you, you were either hanging out with them or you saw them and you were like oh that looks fun i want why why did i stop doing that is it something along those lines what got me back in the blading was i was I, I, I yes yes to a certain degree but no okay like yeah i love those guys for sure and uh when i when i first got back into blading it was kind of just like i did i did what ben schwab did recently too like kind of just dipped my toes in the water where i was just like i showed up to a sunday brunch and i um you know i i actually was talking to darst um a lot what but before all of that let's just get like i just i kind of want to tell you because a lot of people ask me um, or a lot of people just assume because they think that they know me. But um, right. when uh, when I, I was going through my own natural thing, you got like, do you remember being 27, 28, 29 years old? Like vaguely, you, it's, a, it's a lot of lot of uh, you feel like you're grown up. You feel a little lost. You've I've I've went down multiple endeavors in my life by that age. And I feel like it was just time to get back to who I really was. I was playing in rock and roll bands uh, around Los Angeles and doing my, um, I think that skating when I was a kid, it took up so much of my time from 13 till 25 uh, or six or whatever, when I were 24 or whatever, when I kind of slowed down, um, it took up so much time that. I think I missed my childhood. I missed my adolescence. I missed being in the bands when I was 14, 15, you know, like, yeah. cause I've always played music and I've always skateboarded and I've always done all the, these other things that I really enjoy doing. Maybe not love as much as rollerblading. I fucking love rollerblading, 
But um, when you love something so much too, and you've dedicated everything you have to it, and at the end of the day, you're just sitting there kind of like in a, like there's either, it's a fork in the road kind of situation that I came to in my young twenties where it was like, okay, I can either keep going down this route with all my friends, or I can go another route also with my friends. Um, but like not continue to uh, feed a monster that doesn't even exist. Like at the time, rollerblading was so dead. Yeah. So oh, it's I mean, like, so feeding like, you, like you okay, were at the top, uh, but not if, able if, to if, make it from it. So it's like, if, if the guys at the top can't make it work, what hope is there for anyone else? Yeah. Like, absolutely. I agree. Yeah, absolutely. So that's how I felt. I felt like I was just like, I felt like I, I found the cat. I was playing Mario bros. I found the castle. I was in the right, I was in the right castle with, for the princess. I had her. And then the, the princess just didn't want anything to do with me. You know, good analogy like that. Um, but also you raise a fair point. Like there's so much stuff that you missed out on growing up by dedicating your entire life to rollerblading like you moved to philadelphia lived with adam kilgore like dedicated your whole life to bleeding the, there are these formative experiences that you miss out on like i don't know parties with your high school friends or i don't know being in like steady relationships because you're always moving about or yes. traveling or whatever stuff yes. like that the i was band yeah. thing so like if you didn't try all those things then you would always wonder what would that have been like would i enjoyed that and it would it would drive you crazy thinking about it so like if you take step back from blading for a while and try other things that's like you know if it gives you a wider perspective so to go back to what you said earlier the last time that we were speaking was that bitter cold that you were talking about that literally matches up with the exact time that i that was that bitter cold i got that money i helped my mom out i got a place for my my um me and my girlfriend at the time and I never, this was my first relationship. This is my first girlfriend. So literally I did exactly what you just said. I felt like I was missing out on love. I felt like I was missing out on, um, you know, you're, you, you do journalism, right? That's so that's a that's stretch, a, but sure. That's we'll go, if, somebody, if somebody asks, if somebody asks me if I'm a musician, I do the same thing. I'm like, I've, you know, I just, I just, I'm a big fan, but, um, but like, so you like so so you would know like it's it's it, it's good to grow it's good for growth to get into other things like when i got into music it, it got me into more of poetry and more of learning i started reading more i started opening my mind more i was a punk when i was a little rollerblader you know like i was kind of like how all the skateboarders were even though like i've been skateboarding my whole life i think there was more of like a fuck you to skateboarders because i could do it better than most of them and uh and I, you know, like I'm a rollerblader. So like deep down at heart. And like, I, I feel like, um, there was, there was, there was that point where I, 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 um, I got that place with my girlfriend. I felt like I was like, um, missing out on all these things. So I started the band, uh, Billy also was getting kind of older. SSM was done. He already skated for USD. There was nowhere, there was no home for yeah. a lot of skaters. So he was, he's a great drummer. So we were just like, fuck it. Let's, 
we could we can at least skate for fun and we can play in this band and we can maybe like go somewhere with this band we can treat this band like it's ssm or something so we did that for a little bit got you know he got he ended up falling in love with my girlfriend's best friends same with my other guitarist and you know it was just a little a little love story over here in la for a little bit and then um I ended up getting more into the rock and roll thing, joined another band, fucking started doing bad things with my free time and uh, riding motorcycles. Like all that stuff's cool. More of the drug use stuff is is really just if you say you you're passionate about something like music or skating. Um, and at the end of the day, all you're there is for the party. You're a fucking joke. Like, uh, not a joke, I guess but you should at some, least yeah. be trying, you should at least be trying to, like, like, okay, what I mean is, like, people who go to rollerblade comps just get wasted, start fights, and yell at people, and, like, call themselves a rollerblader. You didn't Yeah, I know, I know what you mean, you know? yeah. But then there's, there's also the element of people don't mean to do that and just get themselves caught up in it because, I don't know, they're weak-willed or they can't help it or they get a little bit too drunk and then start making poor decisions. Or it's, I understand that, yeah. yeah. I mean, I, life is very complicated. I do understand all the sides. I, I, I just, What I'm saying is, like, there. I guess I'm talking about that, that like, 4% of these, these kind of assholes that, like, will do that, feel no shame, Go on Instagram, go on BMAG, say, fuck yeah, I meant to throw that dildo in your face at feast, you, you cock whore, whatever the heck, you know, yeah. whatever. They say, you know, this craziest insults. I just had a hate video made about me because I had a skateboard, my hands broken. So I had a skateboard with me at Blade Cup. And I don't, I don't know this person. I don't know if they're mentally okay, but they made a whole video about am I homosexual because I had a skateboard with me and I'm one of the, I'm one of the better rollerbladers in the world. I shouldn't be holding a skateboard, bro. There was just a, the whole weekend was dedicated to them slash uh, weekend collab where we're, we're trying to stop the beef. We're trying to hold hands. We're trying to like get over it. And not only that, so what, if that makes me gay, then fine. I'm gay. Well, and I love, and a, I love yeah. being, if that's there's a couple of things to unpack there. First off, the guy's basically saying there's something wrong with being homosexual um but the other part is wait so where did this video start like as in someone put this up on social media or is it because on surely instagram, they would have to... on, on instagram so i don't think he's well this man um right. so they make yeah. they'd have to attach it to their name and people would be like i imagine there'd be quite a number of people calling him out being like whoa this isn't that's not okay <laughs> Well, I mean, when he pinned, he tagged me in the video. So I, I obviously seen the video and I was like, what the heck is this? It reminded yeah. me, it reminded me of like the Joker from Batman filming himself talking, but like, um, I noticed he only had 20 followers, so I'm not even going to feed into it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, this is the kind of stuff where I'm like, I, I don't make money. I don't deserve to be getting tabloided like like I'm some kind of uh, Britney Spears or, you know, like <laughs> I, and I love Britney. You know, she's great. But um, I'm just saying, like, I don't I'm just John Bellino, man. I'm just a, a rollerblader. And like, I think it's just uh, I don't know, man, the more blading blows up. I hope it doesn't get more like this, like that, you know, because that's scary. It's like makes you makes you believe in you know like oh or not believe in but it makes you like 
makes me think of John Lennon getting shot by like some crazy fan or something. It's like, dude, like, and I'm not at that point. There's people that, you know, my girlfriend, for example, has like 176,000 followers on Instagram, but I get scared about like, Wait, what, what does, what does your girlfriend do? My girlfriend's spicy Ivy. She's a professional roller skater. Okay. Oh, well, that makes she sense. Just won, she just won Blade Cup Street first place and she got second place mini ramp. Okay. That makes sense. Quad skating's huge. Okay. Right. That, I was like, wait, what? Um, yeah, what you're describing, that doesn't sound that that sounds like yeah, that person might have mental health issues because that that's a bit of a wild thing to do. But yeah. But um, but like to get back to what we were talking about though, like um, so like after that bitter cold thing, I started to try and do like more of like my my you know what I felt like I missed in my life uh and then I realized I was just like through like a couple failed relationships too and a couple like I just uh I quit I quit the band that I was in I was just like I love the band that I was in I still love the records that we've made I you know like I I love all that but what I'm saying is I I was doing I was losing myself at my in my late 20s just losing myself uh even if you looked at me i looked like i was some kind of 70s cartoon with a mustache and long freaking hair and like i just I, I i and don't get me wrong that's still a side of me that's who i am i love that but what i'm trying to say is i needed to when i hit like 30 31 i don't know like i guess like 20 2020 when i hit like 30 um i started skating again because i i i just it's who i am man it's like who I am. And there's a lot of people who are like, you know, never left, never. Uh, I've never, I've been here the whole time. I've never left. And, and that's, that's fucking awesome. But I hope that if you've never left, you've, you've opened your mind to the world a little bit and seen what else is around. Because if you're not the best rollerblader, you might be the best DJ. You might be the best. Uh, chef you might be the best like if you haven't found what you think you're good at yet keep doing the things that you love but it's so nice to be like to to be good at more than just one thing or, or or be passionate about one more than one thing or to love more than one thing because you get to really drag all these elements into your multiple creations where they just get more you they get more they become more, uh, I think that's how the best art is made and the best anything is made is by people being fans of so many different things and then putting it into one thing. And then they changed that one thing forever so that now all these other people who've witnessed, you know, like the that person changed this one thing, this one genre of music this one movement in society this one you know piece of clothing that that makes people change their heads and change their minds and and go the complete opposite way we were wearing skinny pants three years ago and now five years ago and now everybody i remember when i started loosening up in in oakland i was rocking dickies somebody came up to me at a competition was like oh we're going baggy now right and then look <laughs> look I hate, this. I, hate, I hate this discussion every once in a while i really need to delete facebook every once in a while people will be like 
rollerbladers used to wear this and be real men. Now it's all tight jeans. And I'm like, you're so out of touch because for at least the last three years, every motherfucker has been wearing loose clothing. So I don't know where you've yeah. been or where. Also, who gives a shit? Like if someone wants to wear their skin tight pants and their skates, who fucking just fuck? let them be. Who, who gives a fuck? Shit. Stop commenting other men's clothes. That's that's weird. Straight that's up, the weird part. Straight up. straight up. But what I'm trying to say by that is like there's gonna be that person or that movement, that thing. And I think that fashion is is fine. There's no, there's nothing. Yeah, like you're saying, wear any, wear whatever the frick you want, dude. Like uh, I don't care. And you know what? Like, I do care. I think you're awesome. The more you're more awesome when you wear what you want to wear. One of my best friends, Robbie Pitt, like he he wears whatever. Yeah, the fuck Robbie, he wants. Robbie wears the fuck Billy. Like when Billy wears his pineapple shorts, I'm like, do it. Oh, Billy <laughs> with his pineapple shorts. See, that's that's one thing. I'm in a band with Bill, so yeah, like yeah. when he rocks those pineapple shorts, I almost feel like I'm his girlfriend. <laughs> like I'm like, come on, Bill. Like. But like at the same time, uh, he knows that that's him, and I know that yeah. that's him. You know, he knows that that's, it's you know, he got. It was funny. We were in New York filming for the first Mesmer video, and something happened. We were trying to like open a gate to skate somebody's like apartment thing, and the people were walking out of the apartment. One of the one of the uh, tenants, and the lady was so pissed that we were trying to skate her front thing, and she gets she looks at him. She's like, "Oh, grow the fuck up! You're wearing pine pineapple shorts." And Bill just like fucking it. They just had this classic New York, uh, <laughs> fuck you, bada bada bada, hey. And then yeah. like you know, the guy wanted nothing to do with it. It was funny, but uh, but it. I'm, but I'm sure. It, I'm sure Billy didn't rise to that at all. I'm sure he kept a very calm head and was very respectful and polite. Billy, Billy oh, does no. not. Billy does not yeah. respond to confrontation. Billy's a very peace loving no, man. He smiled and turned around. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Right. right up in their face. But um, <laughs> but that's what I love about Bill, and like uh, that's why I'm like, oh shit! If anybody's gonna be the new boss man for me, actually, you know, me and Bill are partners with Mesmer, but but like I do look at him like an older brother, and like yeah, um, just like when I was skating under Brian Shima, it's nice to be under a badass. Where at least if you if you're at a bar and somebody calls you a fruit booter you know your friend is going to back you up when if you get into an altercation. Luckily, the, the times have changed a little bit, but we'll see. Because a lot of this stuff happening right now, it very well could, like, open up a can of worms of beef. It could. It could. Like, this this idea that we are going to, I don't know, somehow be in a um, utopian paradise where rollerbladers and skateboarders get it could very much go the other way and the skateboarding industry could go no nah, fuck that we're not we're not allowing this to happen but well, I yeah. mean, they already do do that that's already what's been done i think weekend even with like even with like um you know getting into thrashers and stuff now uh after that collab like you know it's like it's still gonna be yeah. pulling some chain strings it's not like it's gonna be um an easy thing to get in these magazines get in the you know to to sell skateboarders a rollerblade you think that's going to be easy that's not going to be <laughs> yes it's definitely not um it's quite funny i put a, a video about the kind of weekend and them collab and then instantly a day later someone sent me a weekend video that they made about 10 years ago where yeah it does it does the, yeah, the rollerblade like, schedule like the, the filming yeah but when you watch it it's not like it's not like the way big brother used to do it or the way where it was really blatant and just quite vicious and nasty the way they did it was actually 
it was it was more like it was like Grant was arguing for rollerblading and the team was arguing against it. And then the way they showed the public reaction, that's the way pub the public does react to rollerblading. So it was more it felt more like a social commentary on how people view blading yeah. as, a, as no, opposed to them like slagging it off. Plus, weekend make fun of themselves and the skateboarding industry all the time. So them making fun of blading doesn't feel like as much of a cheap shot because they do it to themselves all the time. Yeah, even in that video, even in that video, like, uh, like, yeah, you're no, I, I'm just gonna actually just go ahead and say you're totally right. That's like that's they have you know like if you look around that other video that's going viral right now where it's like, hey man, nice size deck. What size? Yes, is it? Oh, that eight, like like oh, stuff it's like eight, that. Seven. Can I ride it, dude? Like like like. Do you think a bunch of skateboarders are getting uptight about you're making our industry look blah, 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 blah. And also who cares? What if, what if that guy, what if it, what if he was talking about his penis? Who fucking cares? <laughs> if you don't like the video, then stop the video right now. Everybody who's watching this video, if you don't like what I'm saying, stop it and go somewhere else. It's like, and, and, and a lot of people yeah. have said that Dave Chappelle, whatever it may be like, but like people still don't seem to like. We, no, we do. We live in that culture where people like want to be offended by stuff and don't realize you could just not like I've lost count of the amount of times I've released something and someone's like, oh, another shit video from this guy. And I'm like, no one made you watch it. Yeah. Like if you don't like the stuff. And also, and also, buddy, this is a skill. This is a personal skill level battle that we're all doing. Like how the fuck dare you go and tell somebody else that their that their section is shit when their whole thing is their the whole reason why we're in this community or doing this is to have fun share our experience learn from others teach like knowledge hand down knowledge that we've learned about these tricks we're just trying to do the tricks because they're fun so if and and not only that if somebody's at a skill level where they're not able to capable to do the cleanest tricks for your enjoyment how fucking dare you say that? Like they're having fun. They're doing what you're doing. They're doing what you're doing. And like, and that's the thing about like rollerblades, skateboarders, bikers, scooters. It doesn't matter. Like you, we're all doing the same thing. It doesn't matter that, you know, you're on a different, you're on a different uh, instrument when you're playing in a band. It's, 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 do you see, do you see a, an orchestra of guitars? Do you see an orchestra of drums? Do you see an orchestra of just violins? No, it's like everybody together makes that Beethoven symphony. And like, if we really want to make action sports, beat baseball, beat football, beat like the all those old, old timey traditional sports, which I still root for. I still like basketball. I still like football. I'm not the biggest fan, I'll admit. But um, I will say... If we're going to create a future for all of our sports all together, like it's got to be something where we're creating a symphony together, you know, and I don't think that it's going to happen by um, disrespecting, hating and 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 uh, just a closed minded uh, perspective on on what's going on around us, because. If you if you really look, there are more people that are that love in on the planet, I think, than hate. 
a lot of people, everybody gets irritated. Yes. Everybody's super irritated. Everybody's super frustrated, but deep down are, as every, I think that most people are a good person, you know, like, and are good people. And, um, yeah, dude, like, do you have skateboard friends? I have probably more friends growing up from skateboarding than like I've always kind of kept a small circle of rollerblading friends just because having going around in big groups like 20 people yeah. is just too much hard work, especially so, when you're on me... car stuff. But yeah, growing up a lot a lot of the friends were skateboarders and there was a lot of piss taking. There was a lot of, you know, the yeah. whole there's always gonna be piss take. It was never like I mean, dude, I would if never you say it was malicious. All, if you take all the if you take all the sports out of it kids are malicious and i mean yeah, not malicious. kids kids yeah, are little kids, kids are, are little shits to each other yeah kids are little little shits and i've been hanging out with dom so i just jumped on the little i mean dom, dom dom is everyone likes to think of dom as being really intelligent and philosophical dom is a hyperactive little shit yes he's in his 20s yes oh he's God. like six foot two talking, but he is he, to, he's a hyperactive somebody who kind of manages him so i know he's he's a cheeky little shit yeah. I don't manage him. He'll get mad that he, if if he sees this. What I mean is, <laughs> when I'm on tour with him, you know, and he does the same with me. But but I, I do feel like we both watch each other's backs. I don't manage him though. But he, uh, yeah, he is definitely. He's just like me. He's a big little shit. Um, we're, we we strayed way off topic there. Okay, so okay, you, wait. You never you never said what got you back into skating. So I because let me. I, fit, I'll, Oh, let's do that. Let I'll do that. But first, let me just say this one thing because we were on right. that topic. Uh, so you said you have friends that skateboard, right? Yeah. A thankfully, that thankfully have... they're terrible, and I'm way better at rollerblading than they are at skateboarding. So I always yeah. like to shove that in well, their face. I'm like, "Cool, do a kickflip." Oh, you can't bite it. Yeah. Luckily, so so luckily, even with even you know all that you know whatever friends being dudes being dudes. Um, if you go, if you go hang out with one of your skateboard friends, the one that you know the best, pick you, you pick the one that you know the best, your your best skateboard friend that you have. If you go hang out with him and then go to another country's rollerblade event where you've ne never met any fucking rollerblader there, um, yes, you will have conversations with people, but guess who's gonna be on your shoulder the whole time hanging out with you, doing your thing with you? It's that skateboarder friend that you came with. You know what I mean? Like if you go to an event with your skateboard, your closest skateboard friend, yeah, you'll talk to other people, but at the end of the day, you're, you'll like, you know what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah. Like, I get, I get what you mean. If yeah. you, your hometown friend, whether, whether somebody is more relatable to you or whatever, if you're in a big like thing where you're meeting all sorts of people that are just like you, you'll still notice like, oh shit, I'm still most, I'm connected mostly to this guy. Yes, I know because like, yeah, because I'm it's home with him. This whole thing. and and don't the get me wrong. Right? That just just because someone rollerblades, you have a connection with them. Yes, you have you have a connection, but it doesn't you mean you necessarily connection. get along or have things in common. You just both totally. enjoy the same activity. Totally. So there's so many friends of mine where I've I've gotten along with a lot of skateboarders because of to tell you the truth, the music I like, the movies I like. A lot of rollerbladers don't fucking like watching, you know, 19, early 1900s, like silent films where, you know, like it's more uh, about like claymation than fucking uh, than, than than watching a skate video. You know, like yeah. I like putting on old movies, you know, 
or with, with like, turn the volume down, I'll put on like my favorite album and like, I'll hang out and smoke a joint with my friends, like doing that kind of shit, you know, like, Oh, what's going to go best with like, I hate God, maybe like this, like crazy Vietnamese, uh, Vietnam, World War II VHS that I have, I've, I've you know, like, let's, put that on, let's put that on mute. Let's put, I hate God on. Let's see yeah. how, what happens. Let's see what, what bombs line up. We, so we, like, we have a mutual friend who told me that was one of your uh, breakfast habits. They stayed at your house and uh, they said that you woke them up by putting on heavy metal music and old like war films of just people who haven't suffering like gruesome deaths. And he was like, that was a weird way to wake up, but okay. <laughs> so like I stay in the, I like to stay in the whatever music I'm listening to at the time, I like to stay in that mindset a little bit. But like uh, that at that time, I think you might have been talking about Leon Humphreys. Um, he talking was, about Lewis Bowden, actually. Lewis also uh, bailed you out of uh, uh, a European prison. Yeah, well, I think I think you should briefly tell people that story. I think they'd be interested to hear that. It is kind of funny because all American, all Europeans, when they come to America, they're like. They try to pee anywhere they want. And I'm like, no, dude, chill. Like, you're going to get in trouble. So for me, I go over to Europe and I'm like, and I'm like, these guys piss everywhere in America. They don't care. They don't care about peeing. I'm like, I'm going to, I'm drunk. I'm pissing right here. So I go down these stairs and I piss in this little dark alley that I think is a little alley. Turns out it's somebody's front stoop in Amsterdam. Cause that's how, you know, it's like New York over there. Like the old, really old time timey like people will have their front stoop in the cellar you know like area like that's their front doors like it looks like a cellar but like um so i did that and then i got arrested uh same thing i was such a fucking doom metal rat at the time i was i had my phone on me in the in the prison in the in the jail and i was just blasting like electric wizard and sleeve and i was like and they they put my bail up more money to a hundred euros. It was supposed to be like 75, 50 euros. And they put it up, up to that because I was annoying. They said they didn't take my phone away. They didn't I take mean, my th phone th away. That, that like, would have been the logical conclusion, but yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the original time we were met at chat, Lewis was like, ask him about the time I got him out of jail and ask him about the world war two films. <laughs> That's funny that we stumbled on that anyway. Yeah, that's just me, I guess. But so um, I, lo I love how you've gone from being a little punk that used to scream, I'm the devil and get arrested for pissing in the street. And now you've become this worldly person just as a result of growing up a bit and experiencing more of life. Yes, fully. And that's like um, one of the things where if I could have done that in my teenage years, I think I wouldn't have been such a wild 20 something year old. Like, uh, you see what I'm saying? Like, I never that's had nice. that. I never had that. Like when I was a kid, I was more into smoking weed and rollerblading and that's super chill. You have your friends that smoke weed and, and rollerblade, you know, the majority it's, of them. Yeah. And then, and then do you have your friends that drink alcohol and rollerblade? Majority of them. You're it's, forgetting it's, we live in Scotland, right? Yeah, exactly. No, I know, you know. So like what I'm saying is your friend that smokes a lot of weed uh in rollerblades has a different demeanor than your friend that drinks a lot of alcohol on rollerblades like like you know the showing up with a joint and showing up with a 12 pack to a session it's going to be a different session this is true um so like for me when i started i turned 21 i mean i was 
you know, I was not too bad of a kid before that. I didn't really drink much. I smoked a lot and I hung out with Brian Shima and, and all these guys, you know, like I didn't, I wasn't a bad kid. I didn't do anything really. I was just like heavily into music and I heavily was into rollerblading. That was me. And I felt so bored about myself. So like, yeah, like um, I went and acted a fool for a couple of years, man. Cause I feel like everybody needs to. You're only alive once. I, I think that's a rite of passage for most, maybe not as men as women as much, but I think definitely for like young men who are trying to find themselves, I do think they look and look back on behavior that they did when they were yeah in their twenties, like you say, and you're like, shit, I was a bit of an asshole then, or I was a bit of a fucking idiot. Maybe I like, but then the fact that you can look back on it and have that self awareness to be like, I was fucking up is a good well, thing because if, if you look back and go oh no i was i was always awesome then you're probably a bit of a douche yeah yeah um but also i i feel like i knew i was doing what i was doing when i was doing it and why i was doing it and girlfriends at the time did not understand that because when you get a girlfriend they want you to start getting prepared for the white picket fence you know like um but i was like no you don't get it i didn't get any childhood really like uh in the sense of like bands and music and just freaking enjoying without killing myself, you know? And, uh, and yeah, I just felt like, I just felt like that was like a whole thing that I need to do. But like, um, I feel like other people get it. Some people who don't quit skating and like, and, and st- they, they maybe went to college. They maybe had this other yeah. thing that dragged them away from skating. That was like, they had to fight to get to their blades and hit that down rail, you know, like that was my, I was expected to put on my blades and fuck up that down rail every morning, you know, like, so yeah, I, I was just like, so then let's get back to where, where we were, um, getting back into blading. I mean, I, I was, I took that hiatus. I think I always kind of, um, loved skating, but I'm not going to lie. The more I got into music a little bit with the bands and the biker guys and stuff, I was, um, I would be put in positions where I'm I'm hanging out with like Figgy and all the Baker guys and Riley Hawk and I'm hanging out with like all these pro skateboarders cuz they they play music too and and then I'm I'm put in a position where they find out that I'm I'm a rollerblader. Yeah. Dun, dun, dun. I'm at this party. It's late. We're all partying. They all they already love me. They're all like 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 not love me but fr- they're friends. They're mutual friends. They yeah. they know, "Hey Johnny, you know like uh, guitar death death chant guitar player like whatever you know and uh but then like they find out i'm a rollerblader this one night and it's ha- it's like it's 80 it's like you know it's 80 percent love but there's that still that little there's, there's the lingering I hear element the guy, yeah. i hear a guy going like no nah, fuck that's fruit booting but like there's other people like no nah, dude yo that's sick put on a section of his stuff like that like I think I actually made a bunch of skateboarders, higher up skateboarders who freaking hated rollerblading. When they actually watched my section, they started like, dude, like, I don't, I'm not saying they're fans of my skating, but they started, they hit me up. They follow me. They, they like, when I started get, getting back into blading from music, they all are like so excited for me. Like, and if anything, I've had a better, a more of a bond through music, through skating, through all these things. Like, I think they've noticed at least the LA, California, which is a long state, big state, full of a lot of talented people. I think a lot of them that I've 
mingled with throughout that those years I wasn't rollerblading. And also, I do want to kind of tell you some low key shit. I always felt like I was doing some like detective work for as a blader, like you know, doing the. You, you felt you were you were infiltrating skateboard. Like culture. I was infiltrating music and skateboard culture as a rollerblader, but I had to go undercover. Yeah. I feel like you know, like it, and 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 like it's not undercover because it's like that's who I am and it's what I want to do. And I'm still going to play music. Me and Bill just started a new band. And um, I, it's like, what I'm trying to say is I do feel like there was like this little rollerblader in me the whole time. Kind of like, let's make them like rollerblading. Cause you know, they, we all know they fucking hate it. So yeah, See, I would, I would kind of slightly argue against that. And the fact that, yeah, you've got people with like the old school attitudes that they were obviously raised on like San Diego, but Dude, I, I out here in California, it was true. bad. It but, used to oh be. Oh, no, I'm, I'm not disputing that at all. But what I also think is, I think when you get to a certain level in a sport, any sport, whether it's BMX, skateboarding, or or inline, like rollerblading, I feel like unless you're a complete idiot, you understand that for other people to get to the top of their sport, they've sacrificed a lot or they, they've they achieved, like they, they must have, they must have this certain level of ability to get there and to like if they discovered who you were they must discovered that you were hot shit before you like stepped away like you were you were up there you were considered one of the greats so if you're a pro skateboarder and you see that you've got to be like whoa that guy made some sacrifices like that guy worked his ass off to get there or that guy's got to be like of a certain degree of talent and unless you're a fucking idiot you've got to have a certain degree of respect for that and be like whoa like i don't i don't really have any interest in skateboarding i like watching nine club and stuff like that for the stories because obviously they've got a much more colorful past than us and a lot more history but in terms of actually watching the sport i'm not that into it but in terms of respecting the skill and the dedication and the hours and days and years that they put into doing that that i 100 back and i'm like i i know what that takes yeah i think that a lot of rollerbladers get that um because we grew up them being around first and maybe even rolling on it. I rolled, I rolled on a skateboard before I, before I bladed, you know, like um, I, I will actually no, Cause I played hockey when I was like seven, I started playing hockey when I was like seven, but I aggressive, I started aggressive skating at 10. So when it comes to the skate park and like what instrument you're going to use there, I, when I was introduced to skate park culture, it was skateboarding and rollerblading and BMX. I did everything I did. Scootering just came out in the 2000, like in, when I was 10 in 2000, so razor scooters just came out brand new on the scene. Nobody did tricks with them. It took like eight years for people to get even good or understand that they need to get wider decks to do lip slides. And, okay. um, I'm like sure they'd came out in like the late nineties, but all right. Maybe late, maybe late nineties. What I'm saying is they were there when I was 10 okay. and I'm, and I'm 32. So what I'm saying, okay. Yeah. Late nineties. You're yeah. That's it. It's, it's still what I'm saying. What I'm saying is it was there. Yeah. Like, but there was, there was a couple of years when I was a kid where it wasn't there. There were no razor yeah. scooters. There were no inline wheels on a metal framed BMX style uh, scooter. It was just those rubber ones that you'd go off-roading with and they kind of were slow and they sucked and you'd push on them and they'd, they'd kind of just like, yeah, they suck. Yeah. Um, yeah, that is true. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, so when I was a kid, I did everything. 
Um, I was really good at BMXing too. I did, uh, I did dirt trails. Um, I literally, anything I got my hands on as a kid, I wasn't too bad. I had people in basketball wanting me to, coaches wanted me to keep doing it. People in football, my coaches and me, me in football wanted me to keep doing it. Um, I just always was kind of like, I, so, so this is another thing with rollerblading, you know, it must be love because I've ditched every sport. <laughs> I've ditched everything and I wasn't bad at it. It wasn't like, I was like, Oh man, shucks. I don't get it. Yeah. I, I, I was pretty okay at everything, but I, I just think rollerblading was just like, uh, it was so different. Um, and edgy. My first video, my skateboarding, my cousins are older skateboarders in the scene. Um, they, they were really into hockey and skateboard. Uh, and they, so, so rollerblading wasn't corny at first. Like a lot of people, it came from hockey, a lot of us. So like in my town, at least I got this video called nickel and dime. Yep. Which, another one East coast video. Yep. Yeah. And, um, that John was Ortiz, my, Gil Vasquez, J Dick. Yeah. 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 Randy Spreiser breaking the, the car with, you know, like, like Ness, a little European kid, Ness. Yeah. Hucking, yep. hucking, hucking the, um, what it was like a hammer at like a, a broken car that they were all skating. And this was like, this was like, for me, when I saw Randy doing that, when I saw Spicer doing that, I was like, I want to be him. I want to be Randy Spicer. And like, you know, then I, then I, then I got, Oh, then I went to, I started going to the skate park, um, in in new jersey called acme surf and skate and i started uh freaking seeing all the skaters there and and uh i actually i'm i'm ashamed to admit it but i was i was just a kid um i i stole a pair of solomons because my k280 minis were fucked up they were shitty so i saw a pair of solomon st90s on the ground some kid must have just tried them out in my size and they only had one size of one uh like the left the right skate on the wall you'd never seen two skates out like that you know like yeah. like that and it was like really busy up in there and I, I had my little senate bag and i took my k280 minis out put them right there and i put my solomons in my little senate bag and i just kind of oh i didn't even mosey out right away i went up to the 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 desk and i or i bought solomon focused for 20 bucks because i had just had some solomons that they didn't know i was stealing from them but uh i got the solomon focus video and i rushed home and first things first is like Aaron Feinberg section dropping in after the intro, like dropping in off the wall into the skinny ledge roll. And, uh, I've seen BMX videos. I've seen skateboarding videos at that time. Misled youth by the Z by zero was my favorite skateboard video at that time. Flip. Sorry. was like coming out stuff like that. So I was like a skateboarder and a rollerblader and a BMXer. I was all, I was everything. I was all that shit. Um, and, uh, something happened with blading i think like just the rawness of like videos like what do you believe in and that kind of like it like set like misled youth the skateboarding video came out and then like what do you believe in the the rollerblading video came out and i kind of felt like i was like these are the same these are the same ideas i was like but i like doing this sport more like I feel connected, you know what I mean? Like I feel yeah, connected yeah. to this yeah, I get little rock and roll image. I feel connected to this little, little twerp rock and roll image. And like, uh, like in both categories in all categories, even in BMX, they had a uh, little devil and props. And there's people like, 
Oh my God. Uh, um, Van Homan. Oh my God. Van Homan, the little devil section. If you've never heard of Van Homan, uh, the BMXer, early, uh, like late nineties, early two thousands street BMXer. He's the reason why we have like Sean Burns and all these other, uh, street BMXers that like just completely kill it. Um, he was like the, the best. So I had all these, I, I knew like what kind of genre I liked, you know, like of like stuff, you know, like, and what kind of image I want to go in. But then there's all these different instruments, but the rollerblade one, when it came to like, what do you believe in? I felt like just the, the blades going that direction. Every one of my, everybody had a skateboard, everybody BMXed. And to me, it wasn't corny. Like they were all cool. It was just like this one, nobody's doing as much. So I started doing that a lot more. And I had friends that like my friends in SVC, they pulled me, they saw me on a bus with my skateboard homies. Like, you know, like, like the two different, the worlds collided on, yeah. on the J transit freaking. Uh, <laughs> so like I'm with my skateboard friends wearing a skateboard shirt. All my rollerblade friends are right over there. They get on the bus to go skate a spot. And uh, they're just all like, dude, what the fuck? And one of my friends comes up and talks to me and like, it's all, it was all cool. Uh, but like afterwards, they like pulled me aside the next like week. I think when we were, I skated on the weekends, I rollerbladed on the weekends and I skateboarded during the week because nobody in my hometown rollerbladed. I had to go outside of my hometown to rollerblade. Everybody skateboarded in my hometown, BMX. So I did that during the week when I was at school. And then at, during the weekend, I would go rollerblade with my friends that up north, the uh, SVC crew. And uh, that like um, that spawned into so many great friendships, uh, like my buddy Tim Gazzi and Tim Dill and Greg Van Lue. And, but uh, they, they, they all pulled me over or pulled me aside and were like, you're too good at rollerblading to be fucking with this other shit. Like you're already you can turn pro like next year. I was like 13, 14 at this time. And I was already doing some shit. Like uh, I had terrible style. That was, but that I was, was doing that was spent to, that was spent to when John, John did. Yeah. Yep. I was just, doing just I before, was just, just before Deshi. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. This was like before Deshi um, skating either Solomon's or razors or whatever. But like, I, I was doing a lot of stuff. Like I went from like being not being good at all to like, being able to like keep up with all the kids that were five years older than me with really quick. And then like, um, yeah, like, so they pulled me aside. They were like, you can't do that, man. Like you kind of suck at skateboarding. And I was like, yeah, I, I know, but I'm like, I suck at rollerblade. I, I'm just, I, you know, I'm just a kid, you know, like I knew like I was just a kid. I was like, dude, I, yeah. But nowadays kids are insane. You'll see a kid, that's 11 years old, do a 900 on a freaking vert um, of a mega vert ramp or something like, but anyway, they pulled me aside. We're like, you need to keep rolling. I kind of was like, yeah, you're right. Like I am pretty damn good at rolling. I do. I do get it. Like I do kind of suck at, at skateboarding, but I just, I think I was still like, like I said, just hanging out with different, uh, eight, like people. And then when I was 15, my grandparents died and they were my, um, they were my, they were my caretakers. So I was put in an even harder position where I was like, am I going to finish school 
with some friends like locally try to just see if I can crash around and like finish school or I had just gotten sponsored by Deshi when I was 15 like because this is a little bit forward into you know to the story of what I was just telling you that was like when I was like 13 and this now like when I'm like 15 16 when they passed um because my grandmother passed and then my grandfather went like right after so I like got in a position where I was like fuck dude I'm I have nothing uh my parents I don't have like you know my family has terrible drug problems so like I was just like okay let's let's go to Philly I had just gotten sponsored by um Kilgore with denial and uh it just sounded better let's go to Cayman Islands rather than struggle on a couch doing doing you know math that you suck at or whatever with high school so uh I was at the I I dipped out a little early when I was 15 I, I went to Philly um when I was 16 I had to sign some papers because they were going to put like a family member of mine in jail uh oh, for like non non attendance yeah yeah and then like uh and then from there on I was just like full on rollerblading every day competition life winter clash bitter cold 15 years old like going for it from then on you know just like so that's what i meant about like not really having that childhood because i started having that childhood i started playing in a band when i was 13. um i played bass and uh yeah so i started that whole thing of living uh an adolescent childhood and then um when you know i had to grow up real fast at 15 figure out my shit, try to be you know even like the things i like like music I had to, I started trying to look, even look like a poster boy for rollerblading that had no identity to music, this or that, just because I thought like, that's what the image was or something or needed to be. Um, so I felt like I was, you know, there was a couple of years there where I just felt like I was uncreative. I didn't know if, what I liked anymore. I didn't know if I liked anything anymore. I, I literally stopped listening to music. I stopped. I remember I literally had a conversation with myself where I was like, I don't think you like music anymore. And um, I was listening to music that was very sad at the time too. So I was like, I was like, this doesn't make me happy. And I haven't got, I, at that time, the Beatles annoyed me for some reason. I fucking love the Beatles now. But like at the time when I was a kid, I just, I thought it was only hold your hand type shit. Nobody showed me the white album for some fucking reason. Uh, but like, I mean, I did, I guess I heard some of those songs, but anyway, anyway, I just didn't like anything. I was just like, I was trying different things out, wearing different clothes, trying to, and I feel like when I got on SSM, that kind of helped me a lot. That was just like, uh, when Sheeman recognized John Elliott and Shima recognized me, uh, and I was like, maybe it did, it, like, it did feel like, I know what you mean in that, that kind of coming of age happens with everyone I feel like Billy and you was another example of that where I felt like I always enjoyed his skating but the image I was like oh, I'm not really buying into this and then one day he just kind of emerged as this like fully formed skater with like his own distinct trick vocabulary his own like spots that he liked to skate and I feel that the same thing happened with you when you got on NIM it was like oh like John's went from being this just like amazing little kid to suddenly having a kind of image that you can like I stopped I stopped trying to be something I wasn't 
And that was the yuppie clean cut kid that like, um, I, I wanted to be rich so bad when I was a kid, I wanted to have money. I wanted people to think I had money for some reason. Cause when I was a little, when I was a little, when I was like 13, I didn't give a fuck. I was like a little punker. I like had studded belts, listened to Sabbath. I was like, fuck you, you know, like, but then when I was like sick, like, like, like around 15, 16, all that my grandparents passed, I felt like I had to like, no, like we're going to become a, a professional rollerblader now. And when I thought that, it was, it w- couldn't have been the farthest thing from the truth. Like I started trying to be the image of what I thought, like a denial or, you know, I started trying to be on razors. I was trying to like, I remember know, that was a weird, I was trying to dress like were, Aragon kind yeah, of, I and like I was that. trying, to, it was just so not me. And I was just like, ah, ah. So when I got, when I got sponsored by Shima, I was like, oh, sick. Like, you know, he plays guitar, started playing guitar more. Um, these guys, are like me these guys are like me they like the things i like um and i was like final and you're right my skating went from like okay he's good and technical to like oh shit he's he's made his own he's got his own thing now you know like i feel like there was a point in my skating where that happened before i came back yeah Um, because like you were always really technical really impressive and then i remember like the later stuff like not like the later stuff of that period started coming out like your truth two section and stuff like that and i was like holy shit and then like the create original section came out that i've watched at least 50 times um and people were like he's like he's an icon now he's not just he's not that good little kid anymore he is he's like one of our sports stars I feel like it all happened kind of fast too. Like I felt like I was, it went, I went from 16 to 24 really quick. Like, like, even though there was so much shit that happened in between then. Uh, but like when I quit around 24 or stopped, I didn't quit cause I'm here now, but like when I stopped for a little bit, um, it's so weird. Like, I guess like, um, I, still don't like any of that stuff I did before I quit. Like I watched like the last section I made before I started skating again. And I'm just like, I only like literally from the KC when I came back. Wait, wait a minute. What what are you thinking is your last section? Are you thinking of the Shredweiser VOD? I think the Shredweiser VOD was my last. I'll, to be honest, I'll agree with you on that. I don't think it was your strongest section. And I fucking hated that section. Um, not that I hated it. I thought it was like cool, but when I look back at it, what I mean is it's also it's a different form of what I was saying before. You know how like when I was young skating razors, trying to look like Aragon, I was not being myself. I also went through another phase of that. When I look at that section, like I look at myself, the clothes I was wearing, what I was doing, like it like even though it's like along the alley that I like, I like rock and roll. I know I like, you know, um rollerblading. I know I like, you know, being somebody who films these sections that makes you know like people get inspired and stuff but like i didn't know really like who i was at the time and i still feel like i'm figuring it out you know like i still i still feel i might be i might do something or wear something tomorrow that i might hate when i look back at you know five years from now but right now i, I feel that, really that's that's just the human condition though like everyone yeah. like I, I feel like as people were always questioning ourselves and you're always going to be like, like even you'll look at a photograph of yourself from, I don't know, this time last year and be like, what the fuck was that? What was I thinking there? Yeah. Um, 
And like, until I start really aging, I'm going to, I'm going to keep hating myself. And then, and then when I get older, I'm going to be like, oh my God, look how young I looked last year. Son of a bitch. <laughs> get no. <laughs> but, uh, but like, as far as that stuff goes, I'm like 32 now. I feel like I don't, you know, I'm getting a lot more laxed with like those feelings. And I, I, but, but I do, I, I do want to say I hate all my skating up until like, um, even like my kind of my more pre recent stuff. And I feel like I'm, I'm just not going to allow you to say that because your pariah section and your Vibralux I hate VOD, I, I love, I, I love those. those. I love those. I think it's just a you thing. You know, it's a you thing when it's, when it's you, I think it's what makes you want to make a new section every time. Okay. Cause I literally like, it's like weird. Like, even the last thing that I did, I'm like, fuck, I got to do better. You know, it's just that thing. You've heard a million people say it. It's not like, it's nothing new. It's just, it's it just, is, it's the, it's I, th just, I think it's the great skater mentality as well. Like, I think that's what makes great skaters great and that they're like, no, this isn't good enough. I want better. And that's how they become that level. But so let's, let's talk about the stuff you've had since you came back. So you had your, you had the VOD in 2020, you had the, Roll it section, then you had mesmerizing. You've got to be happy with some of that stuff. The stuff in mesmerizing, I was like, John's taken all the elements that I've previously loved about skating. Oh, alarm. I've got 15 minutes till I need to pick my daughter up from school. Uh, we've got 15 minutes. That's the 15 minute That's warning. 15 minute marker? Okay. This is going to be part one because there's, I've got so many, I've got questions. I've got like, I didn't ask you any of the questions I wanted to ask you, but we'll, let's we're do doing, a part. Two, we're then. doing a part two of this. Mesmerizing, you had all the elements of your skating that I love, the creativity, the weirdness, and then it felt like you took influence from skaters in the team, especially people like Don Bruce, where he's doing basically like Tony Hawk, like combo moves, like the toe roll to the grind, to the toe roll out, to the cross leg. And then you get later in the video and you're doing them as well. And I'm like, I feel like that's what's make, made skaters like Brosco still relevant. Like he's still great, but he keeps taking from what's currently popular and it's, yeah. it makes him relevant because he's not being dismissive of it. And I feel like that's what you did in Mesmerizing. You saw elements of other people's stuff that was great. Oh, I love like, it. I'm going to borrow from that. Like oh, all the greatest skaters did, like Dustin Latimer, like, you know, like all those, they saw brilliant yeah. elements of other people's trick vocab and went, I think I need to take some of that for myself. And oh, yeah. I love rollerblading today. Oh my God. It's gotten so much better than when I stopped. Cause when I stopped, it was just getting to a peak of like people going backwards and being like, no, 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 stop. But like, stop looking up. Let's go. Let's look down at this parking block for a second. Like what can you really open up on this? What can you really open up on a step? lower or over like just really it's so much more jazz now i feel like skating was so like traditional it was just there there this is how you skate everybody everybody skates like this it, it, and it now got, it got to a point where it was like every other sport it was like if you're not you doing couldn't even this, do a fucking back unity without somebody thinking yeah. that you whack yeah Oh, that's not it, the cool trick this there year. Became a, there became very much of a like jock mentality. It was like, if you're not Who doing the cares? rail transfer or the drop rail or the roof, you're you're soft, basically. Yeah. Here's the thing. If you don't like a trick, I love the skater who's going to make you love that trick. Like, make, like just 
You don't like back unity? There's somebody out there that can make that back unity look so fucking oh, oozed with steez. You're telling me that if Pat Ritter did a fucking moopy or Pat Ritter or fucking one of those guys who I, I really like those guys style. I like the way they like sit down on their tricks. I feel like um, if somebody with really good style does any trick that you or me think we hate, we'll fucking love it. It's like, I and not only like, that, I'm not, I'm not arguing against the back unity. I do love them. So I'm not, that's, that's not one of my, like, I'm just using that as example. I'm just, I love I, I'm yet to find I, I, someone that's done a hot dog let's grind. Find a liked, group, let's yeah. find a goofier grind that people think is goofy. I guess like maybe Mizu or something or like Tabernacle, maybe Tabernacle. Okay. Get, that's where we get goofy. But there's somebody out there that can do maybe a tabernacle pick up to pud double grab like 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 they're gonna bite the frame and then back down the tabernacle. That that would be fucking sick if somebody ramped slow mode that and did it fucking really good. Like even if it's on, even if it's on like a a p rail on the street, it could be like a street clip still. Not a p rail, but like you know like even if it's on a little rail on street, it would yeah. be that's a clip in a video to me. You like and I feel like. That's where skating has changed so much where I love it so much more now. It's so much more expressive. It's definitely become a lot more, yeah, experimental. That that's weird. Actually, you named you've you talked about tricks that people are like, oh, I don't know about that. I was actually thinking in your 2020 VOD, you'd one that I was like, oh, that's 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 a bit close to the bone. You did the the stub top sole, and I was like, oh, I'm really not a fan of that trick. But then you just so happened to do it in a curved kink rail, and, and, and then switch it to a fast slide, and I'm like, it's kind of tough to argue against that now. But <laughs> see, that was a trick. I, I I feel like totally. Um, you could tell I just got back into skating, but also, also it was like a trick where um, I did realize when I got back into skating that that was a weird. I did. I did. Know, I knew that. I knew that was a because before I stopped when I before when I stopped skating, what, you know, I remember conversations about, you know, like if that could be done right, you know, like so it's like I know I know that I know that there's certain things that like and that one was a that was a risk taker. You're, you're totally right. I was taking a risk. I want to ask about the VOD. So I know that Casey put it out and I interviewed him not long afterwards. And he said like, he just filmed it and he wanted you to get all the money. What I want to know is how much money did the VOD make? Did it, did it do, did it do in the hundreds? Did I it made do like, five, I made like 5,000 off it and I paid him. Uh, I tried giving him more, but he was like, no dude. And I was like, dude, I just sent him 300 at least. I was like, here's for editing my, here's for, cause I, cause I, I picked him up and I drove around. Like I did yeah. all the driving for him. It was like a collab team, you know, not like a, it was like a collab friend thing. We were just at Sunday brunch and I was like, uh, he, I was like, yo, I want to do a VOD. And he was like, I'll fucking film it. And I was like, fuck yeah, dude, I love you. And, and he, hey, he smashed out of the park. It looked good. Plus oh you guys God. were both killing it at the time because he was, brought out four he, street sections that year. He's my favorite person to film with. He's one of my favorite people to film with. Like going out with him he's so fucking funny and like it was only me and him it was corona time it was just yeah, yeah. you guys were just in the streets in your own yeah and we were singing songs we were putting on, we were having so much fun dude it was like just like a blast um uh, and yeah dude like i love then, filming with Casey. but um yeah where, you, where was that going well what happened next was he got really sick of you showing him up at skate spots and then eventually he just quit street skating and he says it's all your fault so 
Casey got you back into skating, filmed a VOD for you, and you you put him off street skating for life. I didn't put him off street. Skating. No, you didn't. I made all that up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he, I, I, I think he just really likes, he really likes playing. Um, uh, he, he still goes out to Sunday, but he still skates. He I does. Think he he does, was, still does Sunday. He's, he's gotten more involved with a really great podcast. He's gotten more involved with, uh, playing golf. A lot of our friends have gotten Jeff Stockwell, uh, all the, all the black bandit media dudes. Like they're all, they all love playing golf. Um, but it is, a weird timing thing. I see what you're saying because there was a second where we were talking to Casey right when Mesmer started, right when Mesmer started, we wanted to like work with Casey. Okay. And then just through the deck of cards, we were working, we were like, you know, figuring it out when you're figuring something out, you know, you're, you're doing all these things and um, Casey was always there. But then I think through kind of like me and Bill, getting more and more together on our own about what we're going to do with Mesmer. He probably felt like there was like, you know, cause, cause the sections were done too. Like me and him finished our VODs. Yeah. And then that's when the, the, that's, that's my, my VODs. And then that's when the opportunity came about. And that's when I told Julio, I, I got offered to be on, or I don't know. I got offered like to be on them kind of. And um, I got given a little money for doing like, uh, some of the ad- advertising that I was doing and stuff, but I felt wrong because I had just talked spoke to Bill. So I sent Julio back the money and I told him, I'm really sorry, but we got this thing going on. And this was all around the same time of Casey. Casey was having a hard time with his skates. He was trying to figure out what skates he liked, you know, like he was, I feel like a lot of skaters have a hard time with USD because they don't know where they're going to go, I guess after like what or like with with not after but with it like like they're trying to like put their sections out and they're having a hard time getting any recognition from the brand so like i feel like casey went through that too um with with that brand and like uh kind of just went down um the same kind of spiral that i did with ssm the same kind of spiral that anybody does where it's like is rollerblading doing anything for me or am i just doing everything for it you know, yeah, like, like if, if you're working your ass off and then you're like, wait a minute, like this is, I, I don't know if I can get much bigger or much like, I don't, I don't know if my name can have much more meaning than it does now. And yet there's nothing coming in return. Then, yeah. then what, the, what's the point in pushing forward? Cause there's, there's See no, me- there's no much, there's not much more forward. <laughs> besides the pure love of it. The reason why I'm sitting here talking to you, like besides the pure love. Um, sitting here talking to you is because I had that offer with Mesmer and stuff. And I would have been skating again. I'd probably be on them. If Mesmer never started, I'd probably be on them. I'd be, you know, fighting to get, there's a lot of motherfuckers on, on that there's, team. They've so, got a big team now. They are taking over. Yeah, that's another reason why I felt, you know, I feel like skating needs more homes. That's why we started Mesmer. And there needs to be more homes for yeah. people, you know, and uh, we're only a year strong, but like we have four pros we have a a great amount of like people that are just showing so much potential like to become pro yeah um our am teams and even we're starting we're starting we're trying to get more into the junior teams and and get more females involved like we've only been a brand for a year so it's like now now that we have the smaller sizes we just came out with the new five shell so now we can get 
kids and a lot of girls were my girlfriend couldn't fit. She's a great skater. She, could, she couldn't fit in my, my size skates. So she can, she can try them out now. And yeah, I want you to go pick up your daughter though. Let's continue this. We're, we're picking this up next week. Cause I literally didn't ask you any question. So let's, let's arrange another time for next week to do a part two. So we can actually, I can get the answers to the stuff I want to know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. I talk a lot. Yeah. But it was. I'm glad we finally got to do this, even though you know you stood me up. I persevered. I'm like that. I'm like that. Well, I've I've never used whatever that. What's the what's the dating app called? Uh, freaking. Um, I swiped. I swiped left. On That's you the or one. Something. I've never used it. Yeah. I've been in a relationship for 16 years. It was way before my time. But I yeah, left on you twice. Tinder, I didn't mean to. I was like, I've never been. I've I've I get screwed in the Tinder date. But yeah, we got there in the end. We're picking yeah. this up next week. Great chat, dude. Great chat. Love right. it. Enjoy yeah. the rest of your day and I'll let you know about next week. Speak soon. Hell yeah. Bye. Bye.